Welcome to the Inspectations Podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird, CEO of the Abley Group. In business, one of the most difficult tasks a leader must do is find a way to inspect what they expect. Too often, great businesses fail or managers lose their way because they were operating based on expectations that they had not yet inspected. The Inspectations Podcast brings together business leaders from all industries to talk about best practices, innovation, leadership, and business development. You're listening to the Inspectations Podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to the Inspectations Podcast. My name is Justin Starbird, and today I am joined by Connor Carmody, the co-founder of the Further Festival, based just outside of Dublin, Ireland. And this is pretty neat. This is our uh, first uh, f- guest from over the pond. So, Connor, thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks, Justin. And delighted to be your first guest. And uh, you picked wisely, may I say, because we have a great story to tell you uh, <laughs> this afternoon. Hopefully you'll agree as we talk it through. Yeah, I'm excited. I've done a lot of uh, research on the festival, how it got started and, and uh, you know, what what you're doing today. And so I'm really looking forward uh, to, to hearing about it. For those of, of our guests or our listeners that aren't familiar, what is the Further Festival? So what we're planning to do this October 21 in Dublin is bring together uh, those most interested in innovation, entrepreneurship, new technologies and the world around us and kind of explore them. So we run a one day festival uh, that kind of brings those curious folks together. And we're trying to figure out, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're building a scaling business, if you're looking to expand uh, overseas, then this is the place to be. And I guess a little bit of backstory for you, Justin, and, and for the listeners. So we have an organization in Ireland called Further, and we are all about entrepreneurship and scaling businesses. And we run a couple of programs. We run a, we have a VC fund. We have our own fund. Uh, we're investing in companies. We manage an angel network uh, that's investing. We run kind of entrepreneurship programs, whether they're in advice or support or, you know, uh, we call it going further, go further with us. Um, and really what we're trying to do is work with, I guess we take 150 inquiries a year. We probably work in detail with about 50 companies of which somewhere around 25 get funded. And uh, our model is a kind of a not-for-profit. So we fund ourselves through commercial activity. So we don't charge entrepreneurs. We believe entrepreneurs need to start their businesses free from kind of having to pay out unnecessary funds or give away their equity or all of that sort of stuff. And um, and that's, that's what we do. So our core our raison d'etre is around supporting entrepreneurs to start and scale. That's what we do, uh, and we do it pretty well. And one of the things is this further festival, and, and kind of why we put it on is to give our entrepreneurs a chance to meet with corporates or to meet with large uh, in uh, organizations or to meet with funders, to meet with government agencies, and bring them all together and create an ecosystem where people can share knowledge and, and hopefully everyone learns from the day. Yeah. What what was the impetus to get started? I mean, I know, you know, I, having started a, a few companies myself, you know, I understand how sometimes challenging it is to to know where your first sale is going to come from or, or who your target audience is going to be. But, you know, how did how did you get started? So the backdrop to it was we started this about seven or eight years ago and we called it the Silicon Stroll. And inside in Dublin, we have pretty much every one 
of the major US multinationals is headquartered here in Dublin. The Googles, the Facebooks, all of them, they're all here. And what we thought our original starting point was, could we introduce some of our startups to some of the multinationals and see what conversations might might arise. And that was the genesis of the idea seven years ago. And we've built it from a couple of us traveling around the docks in a, in, in a bus and a car, introducing startups to this event that now uh, will have 1,600 people in the convention center, which is our kind of uh, exhibition space here in Dublin. And you're right on the genesis of it being as a startup or as a scale-up, you know, that, as you know, can be a lonely journey and it can be, you know, a tough journey. And we firmly believe that an ecosystem is hugely important and that being around like minded folks, whether they're funders, whether they're customers, whether they're uh, people just to give you a kick when you need it. But we all need a support system around us. What's the old phrase? It takes a village. Well, it all it, it kind of you need a bunch of folks around you. And from that, we have developed this festival where we're trying to give our entrepreneurs an opportunity to meet with other folks who would potentially be of assistance to them on the journey. And also, I, you know, as a lifelong learner, I believe that you should always be on the lookout for what else is happening in the world around you. It is very easy to bunker down and stay focused with a laser-like focus on what you're doing. And that's really important. It is also hugely important to lift your head up and look around at the world around you and see the context within which you're hoping to operate. And, you know, and to be able to look and say, well, the big trends over the next three or four years are X, Y and Z. And we'll talk about those in a while. Uh, and to make sure that you know what the trends are, to make sure you know what's happening. You know, for example, funding and fundraising at the moment. Uh, we'll explore that in detail at the festival. The markets are tightening up. Equity markets are tightening up. We're seeing kind of inflationary pressures. And, you know, to raise a seed round, particularly on, on this side of the water, is slightly more challenging than it was 12, 18 months ago. And as a as a, an entrepreneur, you need to be aware of the context within which you're hoping to fundraise. So coming to an event, you hear some of the stories, you meet some of the funders, and you try to understand, yeah, I know the market is tightening. Uh, what are the changing criteria from a funder, for example, that I need to be aware of such that when I go to pitch, I can be well aware of the context. So the context within which we operate is hugely important. So I've got to imagine that's changed a lot over the last seven years. If you are looking at the Googles and Facebooks and others that are large digital companies, you know, that have established uh, headquarters there and where you are today, you know, that journey's changed quite a bit too, huh? Yeah. Well, what's happened is firstly, the multinationals have continued to pour into Ireland. So we probably have all of them represented here at this stage. And what we're trying to, what we're trying to establish is what is a working ecosystem for not just those foreign direct investment, those FDI companies, not just those, but also the indigenous Irish corporate customers and then the startups. And how can we continue to build an ecosystem that those guys can buy and sell and support each other? Um, so I, what has changed, uh, I guess, is that uh, digital transformation over that seven year period has changed. So the acceptance from companies large and small of the drive to digital uh, is has you know come on hugely. When you look at a European policy context, everyone is talking about either digital and or sustainability are the two big policy pillars that come out of Europe, come into local Irish government, and come down to everyone here. So the Irish, uh, the, the 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 FDI companies that are here plus the corporates are very aware of the need to continually evolve and change and grow the entrepreneurs and the startups and the scale-ups have the new technology and what we're trying to do is put them all together and say look 
you need to continue to explore. One of the things we'll explore at the festival is potentially that the next decade will see an even faster acceleration of technology technology advancement. So we thought the last 20 years were, went by in a hurry. Well, the next 10 years are going to be even faster. Uh, yeah. and, 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 the, and the pace of change is increasing. So for everyone, we need to be we need to be scanning and saying what what's happening in my field, what's happening in the world around me uh, and how can I continue to evolve? And that's for companies big and small are doing that. Sure. As an organizer, as a co-founder of, of the festival and the organization, you mentioned a couple of things. One is that you get, you know, uh, 150 inquiries a year. You, you really work or mentor uh, about 50 and even 25 of those will potentially see some sort of funding. What's the catch? Where, 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 you know, I was doing some research here and, and, you know, looking at your background, looking at the other co-founders, you know, backgrounds, what, what do you get out of it? What, what's the catch, you know, for, for you guys, what are, what are you hoping to get in as a return? So further the organization itself, uh, of which I'm just one of the, the, the team, uh, you very kindly call me a phone co-founder, but I'm really just a one, a part of a team, a consultant who kind of works with the organization. We, uh, uh, firstly, I think I'd say about the organization itself, it is, and was set up, uh, in response to a need in Ireland that, that, entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurial ecosystem a long time ago wasn't supporting the way entrepreneurs should be. And the original founders set out a plan to say, we wouldn't charge entrepreneurs. We would do this by way of funding through commercial partnerships, through public-private partnerships that we develop, where I spend a lot of my time. And in doing that, we would be able to offer entrepreneurs straightforward advice. So anyone that we work with, uh, we are working with them on the basis that we don't want anything from them. And that's a kind of hugely important position to be able to take because when you're working with someone and you're giving them clear advice and you're driving them hard, um, you want to say to them, I give you this advice freely. You you can take it or you can leave it. All I can offer you is, is kind of 30 years of wisdom plus the collective wisdom of the organization behind me. And we kind of do know a few things uh, about the kind of world in which we're advising you. Um, so it was. it is uh, important to us that we come at our entrepreneurs. We don't want it. We do want something. And that is that they come back and pay it forward or pay it back, whatever that phrase is. So looping around to our festival, we will have a bunch of entrepreneurs on stage who we supported 10 years ago, 12 years ago. They've been successful. They've built, they've exited, and they're now coming back to kind of give of their advice freely. So that's kind of the ecosystem that we've built. Why do we do it? Uh, I spent a lot of, lot of time building businesses. I spent a lot of time uh, kind of um, working in corporate life. And I was at a time in my life when being able to put, so I still run a couple of businesses, but being able to put a bunch of my time into this organization uh, is kind of the right thing to do. And that sounds very noble and it's not meant to be like that. <laughs> but we, we do it because we get a real kick out of it. It's not our entire week. So I do lots of other things around my week, but being able to, give back a little, be able to guide a few new entrepreneurs along the way, knowing that they will continue to do it and you build this virtuous circle, I think is hugely important. So that's why people do it. Um, they, they get to a point and they say, I'd love to pay a bit back. It allows me to get into an ecosystem. The work is hugely enjoyable, whether it's kind of advising startups or building out this festival that I'm doing or some of the other programs. It's all hugely interesting uh, work that, that does it. So we do it because uh, there is a need in the market we can do it because we fund commercially through lots of our partners and sponsors who help us grow this out. And the net result is that 
you know, there are probably 25 to 30 new businesses that are being are coming out of Dublin each year that we're directly kind of behind pushing, driving hard. Sure. Tell me a little bit about that experience outside of the festival. So, you know, you say this is an opportunity for you and the team to to give back. What are some of those experiences that, you know, allow you to have this sort of uh, experience to share and and to guide, you know, other entrepreneurs that are early in their career or changing careers because they have a passion or a mission that they're trying to see through? Yeah, so I suppose my own background, uh, Justin, is quite varied. Uh, I'd, I worked internationally for most of the 90s. Uh, I lived abroad. We set up a business uh, uh, in Eastern Europe as the wall was coming down. So I spent a lot of time there, built a business. For most of the noughties, uh, we were part of the team that built the third mobile cellular operator here in Ireland, built and exited that as we got to the end of the 2000s, spent a bit of time in corporate life with other telcos, uh, until about the mid 2012, 14, that time, uh, and then and moved on uh, into kind of the consulting role that I do now. So I guess there's the international piece that we bring to bear. And I would be typical of uh, the folks that are working across the organization. Um, most, uh, like me, have done some international work. Most have done a startup or two and exited along the way. And most have now moved on, have done something in corporate life uh, and are now uh, kind of doing a, a portfolio approach to life, I guess, is, is probably the best way to describe it. So we have a number of different projects, both within the further organization and a number of different projects outside of the further organization. And you know what? That means that the advice that we bring is grounded on a number of years of previous experience, but is also kept very current by the work that we do around uh, other areas. So, you know, we're not we're not an organization that is uh, that has a kind of a, you know, somebody who's been working doing the same thing for 20, 30 years. And that's fine for some people. I think what we bring is a freshness of advice and guidance and a real world expertise of having lived it over the years. And that seems to resonate with the entrepreneurs, you know, and I guess for all of us, it's it's a kind of way of of staying current because it's quite easy to to kind of find yourself uh, doing the same thing just because you've always done it. And you know, I think a, you know a curiosity about the world around us and a curiosity about life and new technologies and new opportunities, I think it kind of helps keep you young. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly does. It's certainly an opportunity to uh, not just share your experiences but one of the cool things i think about it is you know you're helping other people avoid the mistakes that you made b- before and you're making new mistakes yeah yeah but also <laughs> what's really cool justin is i still learn from everyone that i talk to and you know you might meet somebody who's slightly younger than me i've a couple of gray hairs uh, your listeners can't see it but i have a couple of gray hairs but you still learn from every conversation that you have. And if you go into every conversation thinking, I wonder what's coming out of today. And, you know, while you're giving advice to entrepreneurs, they're also shaping the advice that you're going to give to the next person that you meet along the journey. So I guess the lovely part is, yeah, you bring a learned experience and you bring that to the table and people are very grateful. But I also pick up nuggets from every conversation and I take them in. So this notion of, you know, lifelong learning, lifelong experience building and the sharing back and forward. I think that's kind of at the heart of what we're trying to do. And in the festival, we try to do that at scale. And we try to say to people, there's going to be 1600 people in a room. Everyone in there has a story. They've got something to learn. And you know what? We didn't run the festival over 
COVID because to us it is an in-person event and you know I think the COVID has shown us we can do lots online together you and I can do this podcast together you're in Boston I'm in Dublin we can chat away and it's all great there is still something special in a conference session of being in a room with people and the learned shared networking that comes so uh, yeah I guess I guess the learning piece goes on all of the time and the ability to kind of share and learn from each other is to me still hugely important. So I get a couple of follow-ups to that then, because, uh, you know, I did notice that you didn't do uh, the event through COVID, which, you know, there were a lot of organizations that made that decision. There were several that, you know, attempted to piece together some sort of digital event, whether that ended up being, you know, good or not. You, you have such an important mission, however, where you're bringing these folks together, not just from your community, but, you know, from other walks of, of life and other areas of the world. How do you tell that story? I mean, it is it isn't easy. I mean, there are other uh, organizations out there that you know catered entrepreneurs that have funds and those sorts of things. How do you make your stand out? And I mean, you know, and and you know, how do you tell that story? So I guess there's a couple of points inside in that. One, you're right. We we did run a number of online events and there is a place for online events. You'd be kind of a Luddite to say you couldn't do them. Of course, there's a place for online events right. and they can be hugely effective. Even if that is just, I need a business meeting with somebody. I got on with you 15 minutes. We do it. I've saved an hour going into town. I've saved an hour coming out of the city. You know, that makes absolute sense. I guess at the Further Festival, our learned experience from seven years would tell us that the the there's a special relationship that happens on the day and without sounding too pious there's a special uh, uh, feeling and atmosphere in the event from a lot of folks who are all in a shared ecosystem and you know Dublin is a very small uh, village on the edge of Western Europe but we know most of the key folks and they'll all be in the room so if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to raise funds there's going to be at least 10 15 VCs in the room. And if you use the app and you do whatever and you set yourself up, you can meet them and pitch to them one-on-one. That's kind of special and unique. And so we made a conscious decision that we would lose some of that atmosphere if we held it online. So we ran other events. We, we, we had quarterly events and we did lots of others to keep ourselves going. So that's kind of one answer as to why we, we do it in person only. And the second answer is why, why, what makes it special I mean, it's not the biggest event. So there are events that are 5,000 and 10,000 people. And then uh, there are smaller events where you might have 100 people on a very niche segment. We have found, based on our kind of 30 years in existence, we have found that we have a, a, a customer base, if I may. We have a, a, an audience who respects what we do as we respect them and are willing to come along on the day. So that kind of is the niche that we have. It is a very squarely a technology conference. It is aimed at people who are looking for business opportunities, who want to scan a global horizon. So we bring in speakers from the US, we bring them in from Europe, and we bring them in from Ireland. Um, and it is very much aimed at those folks who want to build a scalable business, get off this island and go either east or west, depending on where they want to go. And so it's it's credentials as a networking, education, opportunity-driven event are well-established and people will come to it for that basis. So and my job in terms of running the festival, uh, along with a wonderful team inside and further, uh, my job is to kind of make sure that we have enough interesting folks attend 
and we have enough interesting opportunities and lots of time available for people to get that networking piece. So we run a big stage and then we run some off stages, we run some panels. We leave lots of time for just networking and chatting and for you to kind of get to meet those folks that, that you wouldn't otherwise meet. Yeah. Is your community growing to the point where, you know, you have, uh, you know, smaller groups in say New York or Hong Kong or Paris and other, other, other places are, are you seeing that, you know, when they get to those cities, as you're saying that they, they have a little bit of a, a, of a network to tap into, like, you know, your alumni. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's two answers inside in that. I'll give you one, which is a, a tangible example. So we have a speaker on our main stage called Ken Cahill and Ken, Ken uh, was, is an Irish guy. He set up a organization in Dublin called Silver Cloud Health and he scaled it successfully. He went to Boston, actually very close to you, was the headquarters. And he exited that business to a company called Amwell uh, very successfully. And Ken remembers uh, some of the work that we would have done with him in the early days. And, uh, you know, when we said to him that we were running the conference and we'd love to hear his story, Ken said, fine, I'll fly back from Boston. I'll spend a day with you and I'll go back again. And so he made that commitment to us, which is wonderful um, because I think he understands the importance of the founder story and sharing the founder journey. And the other answer to that question is um, we work very closely with Enterprise Ireland, who are the kind of state agency here responsible for entrepreneurship. They'd be one of the largest uh, investors probably across Europe in terms of the amount of money that they put into an entrepreneurial ecosystem. And they have uh, they'll be in attendance at the event with us. They are a, a funder of note here in, in Ireland, but they also run overseas offices across, you know, a number of locations around the globe. If you're an Irish founder and you're getting off this island and going whether east or west and you're going to the US, there are offices in New York, there's offices in Boston, there's offices in on the West Coast, and they will happily work with you to establish an alumni. So I guess one of the things we as a people in Ireland, uh, we as an organization and further and as entrepreneurs are very successful about is building our global outreach. And uh, and for any one of us, you know, whether, wherever you're coming from, that ability to tap into an overseas network. So we facilitate that through our alumni, through Enterprise Ireland, uh, the H Band, the angel network that we run has some overseas syndicates. And I guess one of the pieces that we do is as you think about scaling, is how can we be a connector and put you in touch with those folks? So I think it's hugely important, particularly coming from you know a small island of five million people. How do you how do you build out that global reach? And that's kind of I think one of the themes we're exploring at the the festival. There is a, a stage segment called "Get Off the Island." Uh, it, it is what it says, and it's it's talking to. We have the. Uh, the Denver City Council will be with us. We've representatives from Wales and we have representatives from uh, Chicago who will be speaking on a panel about what does and where should you be going as you're thinking about expanding. Yeah. It, you know, you talk about uh, Ken coming back as a founder that's gone through uh, the program and and had success, you know, taking the experience and the expertise that was shared with him to you know, not just run and operate a company, but then exit and coming back to to share his own insights and and probably things that he wished he had learned along the way and, and information to pass on. What are some other uh, success stories that you can share that you can talk about? You know, that'll either be featured at this festival or you know that you've you've used as examples in the past. 
Yeah. So it's really interesting because Ken's talk is called Don't Stop Believing. We, we may very well run him on with a bit of music, but he's uh, Don't Stop Believing. And because Ken talks about the ups and downs of that journey and the, the kind of the failures along the way uh, and how does he how does he bring it forward? And I guess we have a number of companies uh, that we've worked with who've gone and scaled abroad, uh, who will come back and speak. Um you know, one of the ones would be uh, who'd be a great supporter of ours. Mark Little had a company called Storyful, uh, and he exited that out to to Fox, I think, to Murdoch, uh, to one of the News Corps, uh, yeah. and then he's starting again with a new organisation. But he talks, and I've heard him talk a couple of times. He's an ex journalist, but he's a wonderful speaker, uh, and he talks about the advice and the support and uh, uh, along the journey. Um, so there'll be a few of them there in in existence. Uh, or there, sorry, there'll be a few of them there talking at the event. And I guess one of the things we haven't formalized, but we should do, is almost like this alumni network. And, you know, we've worked with hundreds of folks over the last kind of 20 years. And every one of them, uh, you know, most folks who, when they get on, they're successful. And even when they're not successful and they're going back for a, a second bite at it, they are tend to be very supportive of those around them uh, who are going on the journey. Um, I guess what we haven't fully tapped into yet is how do you how do you formalize like a university would have a formal alumni program and they'd invite you back and they would uh, they would um, ask you to speak. And we do that in an informal fashion. But I, I think one of the things we're playing with next year is how do we develop a further alumni program where you could, you know, wouldn't it be great if you were a startup? And you knew that coming back in, you could get an hour with Justin once a month just to kind of pick his brains or her brains and kind of bounce it off over coffee informally or whatever uh, from a successful entrepreneur. So I guess that's kind of at the core of our DNA. We just need to formalize it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask and go back to one of the first things that you stated about, you know, where you saw uh, the the global influx of companies, you know, coming into Ireland to establish you know, uh, headquarters. What is your relationship with those, you know, Googles, those Facebooks, those those other multinationals that have established um, headquarters, and and are they, you know, part of the event going forward, or or you know, where do they fit into your ecosystem today? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. Uh, we're developing a program at the moment called the Innovation Exchange. Uh, further, are doing it, and what we're trying to do is find those big companies. And in a structured fashion, put them with smaller companies and hopefully they make music together as the saying would go. So we're trying to do that at the moment. I think for a lot of the really large multinationals, the Googles and the Facebook, they run they run programs. So Google has adopted a startup. And I guess we haven't yet got in this country the spin-off culture that you would see uh, maybe on the West Coast or indeed uh, across the US. So is there a culture of ex-Googlers or ex-LinkedIn's or ex-setting uh, and starting up businesses here in Ireland? We haven't got there yet. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we really need to build. We're on the innovation exchange side. We're now starting to engage with the IDA. The IDA would be our kind of inward investment arm uh, for the Irish government. And they are responsible for bringing all of those FDIs into the country. We haven't cracked it yet, I think is the short answer. The longer answer is, you know, how can we engage with, you know, some a big tech multinational and what innovations could we bring to the table that would excite them? I mean, these guys are innovating every day of the week. So what is 
what is the angle or what is the opportunity to work with a, an Irish startup and that they there is a, a kind of an FDI ecosystem. It's not there at the moment, to be frank. Uh, I think it is one of the things that we should develop. So they are supportive. They run kind of programs, uh, but we haven't got that kind of rolling culture of guys and gals leaving one of the tech multinationals, setting up a new uh, startup and so on and so on. We haven't got that. It's happening sporadically, but it's not it's not programmatically happening. And I guess that is one of the things we would love to look at and to develop. But having said that, you know, if we go to them for these events or we go to them for programs, broadly, they're supportive. I think there's a lot more could be done. Yeah. Well, it, you know, continuing to put these events on, I mean, I think part of showing up uh, and having success is actually the showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so where you're you're doing this, you're coming back out of COVID, you're coming back after a couple of years off, you know, that's got to say something about, uh, you know, the need, the desire and the, you know, wherewithal, the, the, the moxie that the, that the people in Ireland have and who you're drawing in that, you know, it's not going to be held down. This is something that's still moving forward. I think so. And, you know, we're at such, we're at still even an early stage in that kind of technological or entrepreneurial journey. So yeah, um, we're, we're delighted to be back. Uh, we have missed it for the last two years. We did, I was looking at my notes last night, we did have the previous event ready to go and then we got locked down at the start of March 2020. So we're, del- we're great. We're delighted to be back. We have a bunch of really interesting speakers, bunch of interesting kind of partners, attendees. Uh, it'll be a jam-packed day. And if everyone's really good, we might even give them a cocktail at the end of the day. Hey, that's something really good to look forward to. What else are you looking forward to for the day? Is there anything that people should really know and, you know, uh, you know, understand you know, what to expect as they go to the show or look for content that comes out on uh, through social media as the day goes on? Yeah, so I guess uh, the big thematic areas for us as we run the event are innovation. So what's ha- what's new? What's happening? What are the new technologies? We're exploring photonics. We're exploring the metaverse. We're exploring quantum computing. So that's kind of one big area. Uh, we're ex- we're exploring sustainability because it's a big thread in anyone anything that anyone does. And we're looking at kind of things like the smart city and what does that actually mean. We are digging into the circular economy because I think it's a, you know, the whole notion of this new uh, era of cradle to cradle as opposed to cradle to grave. We are spending a good bit of time on investment and we have some really nice talks around funding deep tech, uh, getting some some kind of partners in, some funders. Some, so there are funders, there's VCs in existence uh, and we're looking forward to that. And then we have a whole bunch of offstage tech demos uh, panel discussions, deep dives. So I guess if you are scaling, if you're starting, or if you're looking to join an ecosystem, there's something on the menu for everybody. And it's a kind of a full-on day from eight until five. Uh, lots to be done, lots of talks, lots of demos, lots of exhibitions. Um, and you'll certainly come away with your head filled full of ideas. Bring a good notebook or note iPad and make your notes. There you go. Where can people learn more about the Further Festival? So if you go to further.ie, and that's F-U-R-T-H-R, we drop the E, further.ie, and there's a full agenda up there. And uh, we look forward to kind of hoping that some of you may be able to join us. Yeah, this is exciting. I'm really appreciative of you taking the time uh, to talk today and, and share more information about the festival. Thanks so much, Justin. Lovely to talk to you.
Glass. You've been listening to the latest episode of the Inspectation Podcast. On behalf of my guest today, Connor Carmody, uh, uh, co-founder of Further Festival in Dublin, Ireland. That's happening later this month. I'm Justin Sarbert. You have been listening to the Inspectations Podcast. On behalf of your host, Justin Starbird, and our guests today, thank you for listening. To learn more about the Inspectations Podcast, our guest, or the Abley Group, please visit us at www.ableygroup.com. Be sure to keep inspecting what you are expecting.